Once again, in your hearing is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. I think I could do broadcasting. I've been doing it for over 20 years. Um, but voiceovers, as a friend of mine, he's a ex-retired player. He does voiceovers. I was like, you do voiceovers? I said, can you, can you get a brother? Can you get another brother in there, man? What's going on with that? You know I can do that. And he said, yeah, why show? It hasn't materialized yet, but I'm not even worried about that. I got my own show. My schedule is already plumb full with everything God gave me to do. And that's minister to you on the radio today. Anchor FM, anchor.fm slash Voice of Dominion, Apple Podcasts, Pandora Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts. Go there and listen for Apostle Chris Ward. Look for Apostle Chris Ward, Voice of Dominion. You're going to see a black banner with some gold, goldish uh, silver writing on it. You can go. We also have a YouTube channel. All of our Saturday services at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90044 or at the Do Right Christian Church. You're welcome to come there. We start prayer at 830. By 930, I am bringing the word. It is hot. It will it will scorch you. It's real. It's a live word. It's a rhema word from from God. I I pray as I, as I probably should have today that and I will right now. Father, I thank you. I submit my body, mind, spirit, soul, will, and tongue to the service of your kingdom, to the proliferation of your glory, to the people, to everybody that's in the in the, in, in the earshot of me, whether you're on the radio, whether it's YouTube, uh, whether it's any of the, the podcast channels, we thank you right now. Their lives will be changed forever. I thank you, Father. You give them an ear to hear, eyes to see, and an understanding heart that they may apply the word of God that is coming forth from you using me. I am nothing but a magn- um, um, uh, microphone. I am magnifying what God is saying in this earth, and I thank God for it. And um, well, last week we talked about, listen, get your Bibles and do not sit there and just listen. Get your Bibles and let's go to First Samuel 2. And we're going to pick it up in verse 1, and I'm going to let my trusty assistant. Do you want to introduce yourself or say hello or something before you just start take off reading? Why don't you do that? Why don't I introduce you? You really want to be introduced? This is Senora Blanca, mi amiga, and a prolific soul getter. Okay, She gets souls, guys, and she's done it so much, you know, the thing that you imagine in your mind, that you walk around with on your mind, your imagination causes your future days to be shaped. Whatever you imagine, that's why the Bible tells us in Joshua 1, 8, to meditate the word day and night, and thou shalt make thine own way prosperous. God won't have, you won't have to be praying to God for money. If you meditate in the word, well, she, she constantly, when she leaves the house, her mind is constantly on acquiring and ministering to people who have never received Jesus Christ to bring them in, bring them to the Lord. How did you, how did you get there? We're going to read about uh, uh, Hannah, but you're a modern day Hannah. How did you get to the place where every time you leave the house, you are able 
You leave your house, you are able to lead people to the Lord. How does that work? Well, it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> <laughs> she got tickled, y'all. She got tickled. She's so cute when she la- when she get tickled while we're on the radio. But anyway, she said it didn't happen overnight. How long did it take you? Just generally. It I happen. don't know how long it took me. All I know is I had a desire to win souls. Ooh, back in the early 90s, I had a desire. And mm. then through that time frame up until now, it's... Just intensified. Yes, it's just as intensified. Put that became more urgent to you to, to do that. More urgent to me because I don't want no, I don't want need? I don't want anyone to go to hell that God because puts across my pathway. Wow. And who did you meet that kind of helped that cause along? Did you meet somebody along the way? First, I started out here in Los Angeles at a church I was going to. Uh, Word of Faith Church, and we would go out in the morning, prayer in the morning, intercessor prayer in the morning. Then we'd go out in the neighborhood and minister to the people in the neighborhood and pass out flyers and and, uh, ask people to, you know, come to church. And then, I don't know the time frame of that, I was in Vegas assisting my mom, and I went to a church there, and they were having an evangelism class, and I asked if I could be a part of it, and they said no because I wasn't a member, and that really hurt me. Wait, 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 but wait, it wait. didn't. But it didn't stop me. I was still had the hunger and desire, and then I. Can I ask questions along the way? Okay, go ahead. And, and then <laughs> I met. I got the finger on it. No, the finger is pointing at me. Anyway, go ahead. And then I met. Uh, you were. Pastor Chris Ward, and that's what you were doing was evangelizing and going to the streets. And when um, I started going to Bible study that you were having, we would just go out on the streets on the corner of Crenshaw and Manchester and just pray for people. After the Bible study, huh? No, it was during the, it was during the week or on the weekend. It wasn't after the Bible study, no. Okay. No, the Bible study was at night, so we didn't do it after the Bible study. So you 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 started. What attracted you to join our church was that we were evangelizing, correct? No, we didn't even have a church then. You just had a Bible study. Well, you were, the no, church the was church. inside me, but to join our movement, if you will, was the fact that we evangelized. Huh? It was you evangelizing. You were evangelizing. You did not have an organized church then. Okay, but the church was inside me. All this this has materialized now. (laughs) Was in my imagination. (laughs) You mean... No, it's one... Excuse me. This is straight. When I met you, that's what you did. You laid hands on the sick. You prayed for people because you were homeless, living in your car. Oh, Lord. So it was not a church setting, okay? whoop doop doop I wasn't. And see, that's why... I'm dogmatic, and, and, and I give God all the glory. I thank God that he allowed me the privilege of going through that because he's raising us up now. We're really being raised up. But that's what you, when then when time passed on and you got, you acquired your church and you have a church, that's basically what you minister. You don't minister on every day, but you make sure you hit that subject every time you're in the pulpit is win souls, win souls, win souls. Have the mindset to win souls. 
win some souls. And why would you think that would be important? Because, like I said, I don't want anybody to go to hell. Amen. Amen. So you don't believe in, 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 um, I'm going to leave that alone. But anyway, so our, our ministry, and, I, and one of the things that happened to me, and I, I'm going to give this testimony in reference to that. We may we didn't even get to Hannah today because this is very important. Uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians 4 because I need, I, you need to see this. And this is, and God is, is really disappointed in a lot of Christians because they have not taken on the mantle and not have loved God enough. And then, because if you love God, love of God results in a corresponding action to a third party. If I love God, how do I prove that I love God? Well, yes, I, I worship him. Yes, I give my money. Yes, I, I read and study and meditate. You know, someone says, well, you're a minister. You're supposed to do all that. And the average person doesn't do that. You know, we only have less than... Uh, about seven to eight percent of the people give give the give a man or woman of God a, a tenth of their money. But let's get down to brass tacks. Love is a adjective; it is not a noun. It is an action word. Herb. But it also it's an adjective. Let, let me get there. I'm, I'm I'm going there. It is it's and it describes as an adjective. It describes the action. It's also a verb. It has to have a third party that is the receptacle or recipient of the love of God through a human being. And as Christians and as church leadership, we get caught up in what we need. I'm trying to take another building now because I'm expecting the supernatural power of God to break out in my life. I've been preaching on it, and that's what we're preaching here we're going back to first uh, Hannah. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm looking for the scripture here. She just came to me. Help me out, sweet. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I'm trying to hear. Let me see here. I know it's in here. I got to look the word up now. Okay. So, but in the scripture that I'm looking for, and I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. You just be, just hold on. Mm-hmm. You just hold on to your britches there. I have it on my script. Nope, that's okay. Uh, but it says here, and I just quote the scripture for time's sake. It says that Second uh, uh, Corinthians five. Uh, did I have the wrong scripture? I think I did. Second Corinthians five. Five eighteen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You helped me. Second Corinthians five eighteen. I said, "Well, you wasting a lot of airtime." I sure am, aren't I? But this point here, 
It's so important. We cannot forget it. Okay. Uh, 518. It says here now. Oh, great. Uh, read for second, second Corinthians 514 for me. Can you get there? And I'll go ahead. 514. Mm -hmm. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So you, you got to stop living your own life and leaving out the salvation plan or God using you in his salvation plan to other people. Keep reading verse 16. Wherefore henceforth know we not man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the, after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. So he came in the, in the flesh and in the body. He's not in the flesh and in the body now. How is How are people going to see Christ in this world? Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Okay, so we, we got two more scriptures to read there. But what's important is, you know, I ended up in the street. I gave up a, 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 a I had inherited a house and had a prosperous business back in Ohio Thousands of dollars a week I was making, and my father had passed away. I was I was staying at his old house, and I ended up with the house. Um, but I inherited all his bills and all this stuff, and was settling his estate. And I was there, and the Lord told me, he said, I want you to go to California now. I want you to go to the school of ministry. And I came out to the, uh, California, and I had been watching uh, Dr. Frederick K.C. Price, the, the great apostle of faith, and the Lord told me, said, I want you to join that church. And so I had a friend, friend girl of mine who, who had lived out in California. She was a, was a resident in California and was a member of his church for years, even before he uh, got into what was considered a faith dome today. And so the Lord told me, said, when you get out there, I want you to join that church. And so I came out here and simultaneously go to the school of ministry. So I came out here, gave up a pay for house, a very prosperous business, came out here, uh, spent money for a hotel, paid my tuition for a year to the school of ministry at Crenshaw Christian Center and joined the church as a member, gave my time, my offering to, to Dr. Price's uh, congregation to his church. And then about six weeks into that, my housing, you know, when God has been so gracious to you and when you have a testimony and we're going we're gonna to look at Hannah, we should have, yeah, we got enough time to get back to her, where she had faith in the Lord, you don't question when he says it's done. And he had given me a business that was paying me thousands of dollars a week. He had given me a house. So when he said, listen, I want you to move to California, I, I, there was no fear, no apprehension. I didn't know nobody out here. I didn't have no job set. He didn't tell me get in the get to L.A. Times and start looking for a job and all that. I didn't want to work a job anyway. I was going to continue working my business, which was a credit repair business, which is a multi-billion-dollar business right now. And I was on the brink. That was thirty-five years ago. Okay, I've been in full-time ministry thirty years, 
And I had developed this business. I went back to take care of my mom and my dad, both before they passed away. And when I got back there, after my dad passed, my mom was already gone to be with the Lord. He said, I want you to, I want you to pack up everything. I want you to go to California. Now it's time for you to serve me. And I'll never forget, I went to, to the grave site before I left. My dad had passed away. And I was there for about another six weeks, I think, preparing for my trip and finishing up the P's and Q's on his estate and getting everything situated. And the Lord told me I was I was at the gravesite. He said, It's that is a he said that is a um um this is a chapter of your life, close the book on it. Cause he gave me a I was an adopted child. He gave me Ernest and Sarah Ward, who adopted me, a sick baby who had, you know, we started talking about uh having pulmonary and and, and lung diseases and all that. I had chronic bronchitis and asthma as a baby, as an infant, and being an African-American infant who was critically sick, find a, a two parents, whether African-American or not, who would adopt you, a sick baby. Most, most, you know, most people, if they're going to adopt a baby, they're not adopting the baby who's sick, who needs critical care, running back and forth to the hospital and all that. They want everything to be hunky-dory, but he touched it. My mother's name was Sarah. And that's significant because I end up, I am a prophet today. And there's a great prophet called Moses, whose, whose mother's name was Sarah. Okay. And I, I believe it was a setup for me. He pre, Because the Bible says, before the foundations of the world, he hath ordained us. Okay. He hath, he already knows what your purpose was. And God knows it took me 33 years of pain and suffering before I found out I was supposed to be a minister. I never even read my Bible at that point. We had Bibles all over our house while I was growing up, and I never read any of them because we didn't go to church on Sunday. My my mother and father both worked on, on, on Sunday, and so we would get up Sunday morning and eat breakfast and, and fellowship as a family, and then they would I would go my way and get out there with my boys and ride bikes and shoot basketballs or whatever. But they adopted me, okay? So when it came time for me to come back, here, after my father passed away, he said, listen, I want you to go to California and I want you to go to Dr. Price's School of Ministry. And I didn't even question him as to where I was going to live and all that. He said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He showed me the way. Go to California. The truth is, he's going to show me what he want me to do when I get there. I already knew I was going to the school of ministry and I was going to join the uh, 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 Crenshaw Christian Center when I got here. And the rest of it, I just depended on the Holy Spirit. So I got here, had got into a hotel, and I had been praying to the Lord about, um, you know, where am I going to stay and everything. I was six weeks. I was halfway through the first semester, but I had paid my schooling all the way up. Through the whole year had been paid, but I just didn't have enough money. You know, he said, pay your schooling up for the year. So I did. So I came, I left Ohio with over $5,000. And when you're living in a hotel and eating out of restaurants, and then you pay, I think my tuition was half of that, and you paid that, then guess what? In that six-week period, that money was extorted. And I remember, never forget, I said, Lord, where am I going from here? He said, you're going to live in your car. And i never forget that. I broke down and went to went crying. I don't know why I'm giving this testimony, but I'm giving it because, and I said to him, what am I going to do in my car? He said, you're going to go to the school of ministry and you're going to minister to people when you're not in school. 
In other words, you're going to evangelize. And I said, wow. He said, see, you see all these homeless people? And this was 30 years ago. Okay, this was 30-something years ago. He said, you see all these homeless people here? And my, matter of fact, I'm celebrating my 30th uh, anniversary of ministry. You can send me an offering at Ward INT at Ward International P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. Or you can go to G-A-M-N, Global Apostolic Ministerial Network, dot life, L-I-F-E. And you can hit the donation button. Send me some. Send the, send the man of God some. I made a sacrifice 30 years ago. What? I'm 30 years young in ministry. I'm 65 years young in life. I'm sharp. I'm healthy. I got it popping with the Lord. And y'all should celebrate that. But anyway, he said, you're going you're gonna to get souls. And I think that's how, is that how I met you? How did I meet you? Where were you at? How did I, how, oh, I remember now. I I, I met, um, she was ministering. I was uh, on a ministry staff. I was still homeless. But Victory Outreach had a group of, and you know, they do a lot of evangelizing. And... I would start hanging out at the church over there because I was actually, God had told me to leave Crenshaw. I had graduated to school. He said, now you're going into full-time ministry. I said, oh, that's what this is. Okay. All right. Then I was sure a place would come with it. But anyway, we, you know, when, you, when you're poor in circumstances and all of a sudden you get a lump sum of money and they had a, a group of guys that took me in. I was in and out of one of their, one of their uh, group homes. And I didn't really live there, but I would sleep over there and shower over there sometimes and bring groceries and we would all eat. So I came up on some money, okay? And I said, listen, boys, we're going to, we, we're going to go to Bob's Big Boy, okay? And we went to Bob's Big Boy and this wonderful evangelistic field lady was there and that's how we met. But I spent three and a half years, I led over a million people face to face. I laid hands on the sick. I cast out devils. I did speak with new tongues. And guess what? Many people's lives were changed. I saw every miracle work through my hands and through my life, except for someone who was dead being raised. That's the only thing I didn't see. And I'm expecting that right now. So she, I guess, gravitated to me because I was an evangelist. I started in my first office was an evangelist. Uh, so let's read. Uh, second, second Corinthians five eighteen, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He has reconciled us by Jesus Christ, and now and now passed and put the torch in our hands, and said, "Now you reconcile other people to me." See, we supposed to be running a race here. The race is for us to be getting souls, to be consumed with that. And as is living testimony, this lady here got over $30,000 in less than two months. Uh, and how much work did you have to do to get that? None. And how many businesses did you have that you had to grind and pump and grind every day to get that? Zero. He said, I'm able to make all grace abound towards you. But she just gave you her testimony. Why? It's because her mind is... Always stayed on getting new souls to save people's souls from destruction. And that's a powerful thing. So this whole show, while we're talking about Hannah, now let's go back to Hannah. 
And it all, it all comes out of faith in the Lord. You can't do it without faith in the Lord. It's, it's impossible. First Samuel. First Samuel 2. Okay. First Samuel 2, 1. I'm going to let you just read that on down. We got a few minutes here. We got five minutes before we close the show. Verse 1. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the, in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none besides thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. The bowels of mighty men are broken and they that stumble are girded with strength. They that are full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that are hungry cease, so that the barren hath borne seven, and she hath many children is wax feeble. Okay, now, what you see here, this woman has had been, uh, uh, Elkina, her husband, had two wives, and she was one of the two wives. The other wife was having babies, and this wife was not having babies, and she prayed, she made a vow to the Lord that her first son, the first baby that he gave her, she would dedicate to the Lord as a as a as a priest or a prophet, right? And she did the vow, and the babies came. She's it says here, keep reading. Verse six. Verse six. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich, and he bringeth low and lifteth up. He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among prince, princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. Okay. okay read verse 9. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. Ten. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken broken to pieces. Out of the heavens shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth and shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Okay, so here is a woman. She's outlining... And this is a prophecy coming from a woman that is showing the wealth transfer that's taking place. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for it. But we, I, I activate it in your life right now. If you are a kingdom participant, if you are in compliance with everything that you know to do right, I decree that the wealth of the wicked storehouses Doors open up and that money will begin to flow to you. See, how 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 is this great woman able to come up on 30000 She's not worried about no bills. When she leaves, she's going to buy stuff and do stuff. And guess what? She has money in her pocket and more coming. Okay? And that's how God wants you to live. Because when you spend 8, 10, 12 hours a day on a job, and I, and I have businesses, and I talked about businesses. I have them. And I'm trying to I'm trying to turn them over to people, and quite frankly, I'm trying to get rid of them and get to a place where I don't ever have to think about money again. And it's a and it is a it's a watered place. It's many ministers that live that way. Okay, that are millionaires. They have more, millions of dollars of income to their church and to their person, and they never have to worry about you know 
financial, you know, paying the, you know, I got a big house with 30 rooms. But boy, that light bill was $9,000 last month. They don't have to worry about that. It's there and it's in the Lord and it's pleasing to God to do that. See, he said it is his great pleasure to give you the desires of your heart. So we see this woman making a great, giving a great testimony to the Lord and all of it operates by faith. I go into my day looking for souls. It operates by faith. I thank God for it. And I thank God for you. This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. Come visit us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, uh, Los Angeles, California, 90044. On, right off the corner of Century in Vermont, across from the YM of the CA. YMCA is right across the street. We're there every 8, 8.30 for prayer every uh, Saturday morning. And then 9.30, I bring the word. This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. We love you with the love of the Lord. Amen. Amen.